0: I I'm I'm getting, this is K Kay- Han getting in the mindset.
1: All right. The show is on the air. Okay. We're recording. This is the Malapert Smart Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, K Han. Uh, this is episode 14. We've made it till episode wow. 14, if you could believe it or not. 14. And uh, Vlad, he's, he, has, he holds the record right now. He has uh, been on all 14 shows, 14 <laughs> of 14. <laughs>
0: What am my, I doing with my
1: life? <laughs> 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 We're watching a lot of wrestling. You, you it monster. was it was a lot of wrestling this week, man. Robert, oh I, Robert couldn't it's, it's uh, keep brutal. up with it. Robert couldn't I, keep up with it. You didn't even watch yeah, Dynamite. It's,
2: it's
0: brutal, man, bro. Uh, Too much wrestling. Too much wrestling.
1: But listen, in addition to that, I've I've been having some issues with uh, my puppy Alora. She's she's starting to get a little. A little, uh, I hear a little her. pushy. You hear her? You yeah. see? This is the first time. I'm not sure if I can even do the show, but I'll bring her over here. But yeah, she gets pushy. She's like, give me attention. Give me attention. Stays up all yeah. night barking. Why are you sleeping? Give me attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: so, uh, man. Well, she's giving you kisses. <laughs>
1: well, she just wants she attention, goes- man. I wish I could hang out with her all the time, but I do want to wanna do things. But... I'm going to try my best to control her for this episode. Yeah, well, I think she gets, She probably,
0: probably you know, when you're at work, she probably gets a little lonely. I'm I
1: assuming. think she sleeps all day while I'm at work, and then when I get home, she's all energetic and wants to hang out and stuff. So, you I don't know. You should have your sister come in and
0: hang out with, with her. She hangs uh, out with her, her,
1: man, but she's got unlimited energy at night, and she won't let me work on the computer. I'm trying to edit, and she's just barking at me.
2: <laughs>
1: Jesus! It's like, hurry up already! I know, She's but like, I I got hours of work to do. But, <laughs> um. Anyways, so this week was a uh, a lot of wrestling. Elora, go away. yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Um. So, we had a whole new show this week, Collision, which uh, Robert. You see, there she goes again. <laughs> okay, I'm just Oh gonna man. Hold. I'm just gonna hold her in my lap for the whole show. Bro. You might have to hold her the whole show, bro. I'm gonna hold her the whole show. Give her pets. Okay, enough of that. Let's get started with the show. Uh, we got uh, A W Collision this week, but I'm gonna go back and start with everything um, we didn't talk about. So starting last week, we talked about Dynamite, and uh, we're gonna go to Rampage. Cause I don't know. I'll just mention. I'll just mention a couple things from last week's Rampage. Let's see. It's
0: okay. You don't I have,
1: have to. I don't, I don't have to. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> it's fine, man. You <laughs> but,
1: but fine, if you wanted to say something, go ahead. Should we skip it? You guys want to skip it? I mean,
0: what? What? I, mean, I don't know. If, no, if you had something you wanted to discuss, I yeah, can't. I mean, go no. ahead. Let's, let's just, you might as well.
1: Well, we had uh, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. They accepted the uh, challenge from the guns, right, from last week's Dynamite. Not that important. Just for completeness sake, because we never, we never follow Rampage here. So, you know, it, it, it is part of the story. I'm not going to talk about it too long. Oh, there was this match. Vlad, oh, did you see this right. match with <laughs> Jeff Jesus Jeff Christ. and Karen Jarrett? How um, could I,
0: as Jim Cornette says, how could we miss it? <laughs> this, has to be, this has to be seen to believe.
1: <laughs> well... They were facing off. I, this feud. I'm not even going to talk about the the feud and the story of what they're
0: yeah. that's
1: not what they why they're feuding or whatever. But it was. Uh, it had. No it difference. had a. It was a screwy feud, and uh, there was a, the finish was uh, Aubrey and Karen fighting, and that's why uh, it got some press that uh, Aubrey and Karen had a had a moment that uh, oh, you know gosh. a lot of people say looks looked terrible. But you know, yeah. I like
2: just from these highlights, it looks. Oh gosh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this,
2: this yeah, happened, oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, so Karen uh, got tapped out by Aubrey Edwards in the uh, Figure four leg lock. So. But you know, Karen, okay, the, the work looks terrible, but she's, she's such a good heel. I think she's still useful on the show personally. That's my opinion. But uh, let's move on from Rampage. We're going to go to SmackDown, which I think is uh, has been universally lauded, right, for the uh, bloodline storyline. And, uh, this week was no different. Uh, we gotta give some kudos to this angle. So we're just ripping on things nonstop. But this, this is good. Uh, if anybody wants to give, uh, some compliments to it. Telling, uh, Jay that his brother Jimmy's the problem. Jay's telling Roman that, uh, if, if Heyman is in, then I'm out. That's basically his ultimatum. And, uh, Jimmy, of course, trying to convince Jay that Roman is, uh, toxic or whatever. And, uh... Roman got one last stab in and told Jay that uh, Jimmy never believed in him to be the right-hand man of the Bloodline and that kind of got to him, right? Made him a little sad, but in the end he chose brother over Roman and he super kicked Roman Reigns and that's the end of the Bloodline. I mean, it's officially a, a they call it a civil war. They're going to fight it money in the bank. I don't I don't know if right. it's a civil war if they've already broken up. Vlad, you you want to give some thoughts on this and give some compliments before we go to AEW and yeah. start ripping on well, wrestling.
0: No, this was really good. Obviously, right? This was good. Um, I, the only my only thing is as Jay was going on, like he was just saying, like, you know, this guy you know, Roman believed in me. He put me in the main event. I'm the right hand man. And then, and then he still super kicked. Like, all, he had all the reasons. <laughs> like, he was listing all the reasons that he should stay with Roman. And I'm like, yeah, you know, he's actually right. This is he should stay Roman as I was as he was going through them. Like, what were the Usos doing prior to this bloodline story? Nothing. Just like they might have you know, they were like the first match prior to this whole you know, this whole thing or like whatever. I mean maybe they were competing for the tag team title, but it didn't mean anything. This actually means something. So I kind of like was seeing the point that Roman was making, you know. But at the end of the day, it makes more sense story wise for him to be with his brother so they could have like a feud but it was still kind of kind of kind of funny when he was just listing all the different things of why he should stay with Roman. I just found that funny. But this yeah. is obviously really good.
1: I did I did you know I'll agree with you. I did find that it was a little strange that he super kicked Roman after he gave all the good reasons why he should have stayed with Roman still. But I guess uh, his it's his closest relative, I don't know. But it was still good drama. They swerved us, you know, yeah. they made us think that yeah. he was going to go with Roman. Uh, Robert, you want to give some compliments to this? Did you watch this?
2: Yes, this was a good swerve. Um, the the Bloodline story still continues to impress. <laughs> um, yes. Now, now with this Civil War, if you want to call it, I feel like um, the end of the Bloodline saga is pretty much coming to an end soon. I, I don't know if this also means that a, a Roman's championship run is also going to come to an end as well because he doesn't have a, as much backup. <laughs> um to help them out but we'll see um i, I liked it though this was really good uh, all right all right angle the bloodline angle continues to be one of the best things in wrestling
1: <laughs> cool all right well we touched on sure. on smackdown it's been covered to death at this point it's it's uh, been a week ago because we haven't done a show for over a week so. Well, I just want
0: to say one thing real quick, that this is the only thing in SmackDown that's worth anything. I mean, if you're watching this live and actually watching this without like forwarding, you have to actually get through two hours of TV time to get like 10 good minutes, right? So it's like, mm, doesn't really feel worth it at the, end of, at the end of the day. If I didn't have that forward option, like uh, I mentioned to you guys, I probably would be not watching this. You know, I'd probably just be watching like a YouTube clip of just the end of SmackDown or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. That's that's why we're not really talking about much else. Okay. I mean, I, I yeah. would, it's just the show's gonna be way too long, so we gotta... Uh, we gotta, yeah, yeah.
0: We gotta I, I don't think anything's off. really that worth talking about, I mean, to be honest. No, nothing major.
1: Alright, so that was last Friday, the uh, 16th. So, Saturday the 17th was the debut of the new show, Collision, and CM Punk returned. A big, big, big return that everyone's been waiting for. Um, he had a he has his belt, but it's in a red bag. He's, he thinks he's still the champion. I guess that's the storyline here. He uh, kind of apologized, sort of, but not really for the whole situation that happened. Actually, he didn't at all. That was <laughs> he really, <an> apology. <laughs> he really didn't apologize. So there's no apology. He's just going to come in like a badass. and uh, He's got the name. He's got the clout. They're going to let him roll and continue on. They're just going to keep him separate, it seems it looks well. Although you know, we'll cover it later. That punk did show up on. Di- oh, Robert hasn't seen Dynamite. <laughs> Oops. I've been spoiled. <laughs> well, anyways, let's just get some initial thoughts on Collision. Robert, you watched it, right? Did you watch this episode? So, um, fun, funny thing for me,
2: I, I did see this segment, but um, I didn't see it live. Um, I for some reason I thought the show was gonna start at seven. <laughs> um, so, so when I turned on TNT, like uh, uh, I think twenty minutes before seven, it, it was already the main event. I'm like, what the? So it, it actually started at five. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, so I I didn't watch this segment until later. I I, I only um, and I only watched this segment and the main event. That's it. Everything else that happened in Collision, I missed out on. Um, okay. Well, yeah. We already, we going? Talk
1: about the promo first, because we're gonna. move
2: yeah. So. Um, I thought it was really, really good. I I was kind of uh, the the shoes being around his neck kind of like distracted me a little bit. Like, well, what I I kept thinking in my head, like, what's the shoes there, like on around his neck? What's what's it there for? Um, is there a point to it? Um, because he didn't really like bring it up until the very, very end of the promo. But it was it just kept that was a question that kept being in my head. Like, there's a point to this race. But he, eventually, he he did mention it. Um. Yeah, and yeah, he said some really good things. Um, I I, uh, I feel like there was a lot more that he wanted to say, but maybe he was contractually obligated to not say too much. I don't know. I I feel I feel like he held back a bit. He he said it was still good. It was it was very enjoyable, but I feel like um, that wasn't everything he really wanted to say. Um,
1: still good. Sure, Enjoyed I it. agree with that. If CM Punk could say everything he wanted to say. Uh, Vlad talk about this promo. Uh, do you like where it's headed?
0: I, th- I mean, I think so I mean, this was a very strong promo. The crowd was obviously It's a really hot crowd. It's in Chicago. He's from Chicago. I mean, this was a very smart opening uh, Way to, to have their first show in Chicago. This was a fiery promo You did a pretty good job of getting everyone interested and excited He did you know, he called out everyone that he couldn't basically call out without calling You know their name out, you know as, you know, and, and he's still saying that he wants to be the champion, or he feels like he is the rightful champion. So that's like a thing down the line, you know. So making clear that him and MJF have some unfinished business, I guess. You know, so o- overall, he did a great job, got me interested in the show, uh, and I think it was a great way to s- start this whole
1: collision. Listen, yeah.
0: Black,
1: you're breaking up. I mean, bits so, and pieces. I, I just,
0: had, oh, what I
2: cut. Yeah. Can oh, you hear me? Yeah. That uh, sucks.
1: Let's see if he's uh he's gonna oh, log wait, in. Hold on.
2: What what's your thoughts on this this promo? I don't think you mentioned your, your thoughts on it.
1: Oh yeah, fine. We'll do me since we're waiting for Vlad. Um I, I think it's a little strange that he comes in saying he's champion, still, you know, he's alluding to the fact that he's never lost the belt. But come on. You're a, you're an old dude that keeps getting hurt nonstop. Don't say you're the champion.
0: Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. All right. So sorry, sorry about that.
1: That's all right. Don't worry about it. We're just the lowly podcast that not many people listen to yet, so it's totally cool. <laughs> ah, fuck. What the fuck? My fucking batteries are running out, too. Hold on one second. I forgot to plug it. This show's a mess today. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, at least...
0: I, I don't want to spoil it, but at least your dog's calmed down.
1: Glad. <laughs> uh, while you were gone, I was telling Robert that uh, I thought it was a little funky, Logistically, that Punk still calls himself a champion. You know, he just keeps getting hurt. He's an old, he's an old guy that keeps getting crippled. Yeah, you didn't lose the belt. You didn't get pinned. You didn't submit. But you know, come on, you were gone for what eight months. You're still the champion. I don't know. That's that's a small quibble, though. Tell, okay. Tell him. Tell him when he's telling lies. I'm. I <laughs> think he's telling lies already. Well, <laughs> he's he's
0: one of the biggest stars in that company so he's going to be competing for the world title no matter what he's he it's him and mjf pretty much as the to me as the two legit guys in the whole company so i think that's just going to happen no matter what it's 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 destined to happen at this point
1: yeah
0: it's just just a matter of when you know
1: yeah that's true well anyways uh let me just do a couple more bullet points on Collision, and then we'll yeah. uh, discuss the whole thing as a whole. What ha- uh, Luchasaurus won the TV, or Christian actually won the TNT title from Wardlow. Well,
0: yes, but Luchasaurus <laughs> is technically the champion. Nope. But <laughs> It's a confused robbery
2: yeah, who didn't see it. The, the dinosaur is the champion. Okay. Well, Christian did but all the, the work, the so
1: really he deserves it because he, sure. he's the one who bashed uh, uh, Wardlow in the head. You know, when the referee wasn't looking. So I I consider Christian the champion. But anyways, moving along, uh, there was another solid match between Andrade and Buddy Matthews, which I texted Vlad. I thought it was funny that these were the husbands of the two biggest female stars in WWE, (laughs) but they're like kind of scrubs themselves. They're not scrubs. I mean, they're good-looking, you know, strong dudes, I guess. But um, this match got a lot of, uh, like, uh, praise that it was pretty good, you know, solid, you know, I I, I, I guess solid. so. I guess I thought it was solid work. That's that's kinda of my summary of collision. Yeah, solid work. Nothing to write home about, but nothing to kill the business, I guess. Uh the main event was uh the six man with F T R and Punk against Bullet Club Gold and Joe. You know, kind of a cold feud. They just threw them in there, but uh it was a good match nonetheless. Um I kind of, I thought it would have been cool if Punk just you know, lost, got submitted by Joe right there. It would have kind of set the motions for a Joe Punk feud. Anyways, no
0: man, There's, that's terrible. That would have been horrific. <laughs> Until Punk before he even started. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what the hell? Who, who, who's booking this thing? Can you? Make- <laughs> hey, hey, Joe. Joe is a strong character, man. They should use Joe in the upper... I mean, it's kind of... will.
0: He's going to feud with Punk most likely, but not... He shouldn't function... If they wanted the heels to win, Punk would definitely not have been the guy to take the fall or the submission. I mean, they didn't, obviously, but I'm just saying if they did, that's crazy, man. That's crazy talk.
1: Me and Vlad, we did talk about this off the air on the phone that we we felt like Collision was solid you know there wasn't really anything amazing nothing that yeah. yeah nothing to kill the business but it it set it up well it was a good setup for what might come i guess
0: well i think there's a couple pluses and minuses there were the pluses the even the like you didn't even mention the women's match there was a women's tag match you know between you know willow and sky blue and, and then soho and and tony storm which was like you know usually usually i just completely lose interest uh when it's a dynamite match but here i had gave it a chance and it was actually not bad this was the best work i've seen those women do uh, in fact in the ta- the tag match so i thought that was that was interesting and the negatives i would say for the show is that i don't know what, what like i said it's the time slot or it's just overall like i i have a hard time getting i had. Hard time getting through it. I had to pause it a lot just because like it was a Saturday and things were going on around me, and uh, and things like that. So I couldn't really say that like I was like enthralled with the show like that. But the the work was solid. Things were good. And it, I think if they keep going that way, it could be okay. But they also need to kind of work a little better with these feuds and and get people invested, interested. It can't just be like the matches are good and that's it. Because if that's the case, then just, just going to be Ring of Honor, you know?
1: Yeah, he's running low. Yeah, what the fuck? I just connected.
0: Okay, at least I, I kind of feel good, better that it's not all my fault this week. <laughs> Somebody else is having some, some, some sort of difficulties. Usually, I'm the one having some sort of Wi-Fi connectivity <laughs> issues. Uh... But at least somebody else is having issues too. Robert never has any issues. He he must have the best Wi-Fi in the world. You know, he, he gets the he gets, oh. the UC, gets the UCLA Wi-Fi. They 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 connect it right from his uh from good. their from their thing to his house, so he's good to go.
2: UCLA Wi-Fi can go down sometimes. It's not <laughs> perfect. Oh well, that's true. You're think you're at nine percent battery.
1: Well, it's plugged in. I don't know what's going uh. on. Honestly, Laura
2: sort of, uh, is sabotaging it somehow. Oh, that's gotta be it, man! It's the dog.
1: <laughs> She's like, hurry up! I
2: want attention again.
0: <laughs> enough! Enough of this wrestling. <laughs> what is he talking? Or she probably doesn't even know what you're talking. She's like, why is he talking to the screen and not paying attention to me?
1: All right, guys, let's finish the show strong today because we. Uh, I'm I'm so discombobulated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're discombobulated. The road,
1: baby. I'm discombobulated. Anyways, Robert, thanks for coming on anyways, even though <laughs> the show's a train wreck. <laughs> you're, kick, you're kicking Robert out? The <laughs> show's a train wreck today. No, I'm not kicking him off. I'm just saying thanks for coming on. Anyways, uh, I'm going to move on to um, Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. Monday what? Night Raw. That was on June 19th. Uh, since we're done talking about Collision, AEW, we'll come back to AEW in a minute, but yeah. uh, Seth Rollins here was, you know, uh, pleasuring himself to the crowd, singing his song, and then <laughs> he got attacked by <laughs> Finn Balor, which, I'm, you know, I'm really rooting for Finn Balor here. I really dislike Seth Rollins, and yeah. it's not really his character, like Vlad, you know, I don't mind the laugh. I think it's, it's okay. I think he's gotten better with it. It's better than when he first started doing it, is what I'm trying to say. But the song, and I don't know why everyone is so into this song. Yeah, I, whole, I, can't,
2: I can't understand that.
1: I cannot stand this song. It's such a lame song. It's not even good. But, um, okay. So uh, Bal- Finn Balor here is trying to sell uh, that he's holding a grudge against Seth for getting hurt in a match against him, and he's saying that derailed his career for seven years. Um, okay. Uh, thin premise for a storyline. But okay, yeah. so he, he hurt him pretty bad today um, on this show on the 19th, even though Seth Rollins had a show to do the next night on NXT, he showed up, you know, he wasn't put in the hospital or anything, so the next night on NXT was June 20th, and he's supposed to fight Braun Breaker, uh, who challenged him, and Seth Rollins accepted, because he'll accept anyone's challenge these days, even if you want to do it, or you wanna if, uh, Robert, if you want a shot at the World Heavyweight title, just, uh, you know, tweet at at Seth Rollins. And, oh, let me uh, do that right should, now. Hold up. Should be good to go either on on Raw or NXT or down the street at, at the gym that you go to, whatever.
2: Okay, that'll
1: Anyways, work. I have a theory about this match because uh, I, I was curious how they would go. I kind of thought that Braun Breaker, someone would interfere because he's been a heel and he's been messing with a lot of people and I thought somebody would have ruined it for him. And um, instead, he just kind of lost clean. You know, he put a... Not kind of. He totally lost clean. He put up a good match, hung in there. He looked like he could hang, but they just put Seth Rollins over. Uh, I wasn't expecting Braun Breaker to win. Uh, I thought it would have been nice. I thought it would have been a cool, really cool way to introduce someone into the main roster. Winning the title while they're on NXT would have been tight, but you know they've already been setting up um, Finn Balor and, and Seth Rollins, so somehow, of course, he was going to get out of this. But, burying Braun Breaker, I mean, I don't know. He got a, he got a rub. I don't think it's that much of a rub, to be honest. I mean, Adam Cole got a rub from MJF. That's a rub. If you yeah. want to help someone get over. This, you know, okay, you know, he's like, okay, you can hang with me, but, you know, in the end, he lost still. So I have a theory, guys, about, uh, Seth Rollins. This is gonna be in addition to my theory about Cody Rhodes from earlier this year. Um, so we can look back and you can tell, we can see if this is going to be right in the long run. But in my opinion, I think they're making Seth Rollins the Roman Reigns of Raw. And I think he will be the world heavyweight champion for a long ass time. And I think they're setting up a feud between him and Roman Reigns for WrestleMania eventually. And I think they're going to feed Seth Rollins to Roman Reigns to lose so that Roman Reigns can continue his his reign for however many years it's going to go. So I think they're making a guy to fight Roman. That's my theory of what's going on here. Cause I, they're just making him look too good. He's going to beat Finn Balor. He's going to beat everybody. He's going to be the second guy in the company. They're going to set up a feud with him for, with Roman for WrestleMania, either next year or the year after or something. And then Roman will beat him too. So there's a prediction. You guys could tell me I'm stupid or tell me not. I think I kind of have a, Oh, Finn Balor attack, uh, Seth Rollins again at the end of his match on NXT. I forgot about that too. Hey, it's okay. It's okay, relax.
2: Yeah, Laura's telling you (laughs) what she thinks about your theory. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, as far as the theory, I mean,
0: it's not the most outlandish thing I've ever heard you say. It's possible that they could try to book very strong and maybe something with Roman down the line because in his promo with AJ, he was talking about Roman a lot, so maybe it is going to have something to do with Roman down the line. You could be, you could be right. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not. I'm more about the character, and obviously, the song is annoying too. So I agree with you on that as well. So, but obviously, I'm a big fan of his overall work. I've always been a fan of his work, but it's just everything else about him that I just want to actually turn off the TV when I see him. So, <laughs> this, this is the unfortunate part. Yeah, which is I just because, like I said, he he. This is a guy that was an original member of the Shield, which was a really great group, right? And uh, so it's unfortunate that now he's, he's this weird character, you know. That's I, pretty much all I have to say about that.
1: I'm just saying that I think I have a good feel for WWE's long term booking, you know. I, I think they have a long term plan for Roman, and I think Seth Rollins is a part of this because they've got to make somebody who's a viable WrestleMania opponent. And I think that's going to be Seth Rollins. But uh, that's just my guess. Maybe not. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But I want to put it on paper. Not on paper. On video here, just so that if it happens, I could pull it pull it up and say, ha, look at me. You were right. I know about wrestling. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Robert, so we're uh, 30 minutes into this show, and I, I talked about everything that's not dynamite. Um, You're welcome to stay on. And, um, uh, I, you know. I actually kind of do
2: want to see dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll just watch
1: it. Yeah, that's cool. All right, Robert. Well, thanks for coming on. Hopefully next week or whenever you're available, we can come back on and uh, be a guest on this show. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, I'm I'm going to throw you off now. All
2: right. <laughs> All right, Robert. Take care. I'm kicking, I'm kicking myself out. Bye. All right, bye. dude. Bye. Bye,
1: bye. All right. Let's move along.
2: Dynamite. We're going to move
1: on to Dynamite. Yeah, the main event. You know how CM Punk said he's a collision guy? I'm still a dynamite guy. All right? So this is (laughs) AEW Dynamite from June 21st. Yes. 2023. This was uh, last night as we speak, but it's going to be two nights ago when this show gets released. Because we're going to release this tomorrow on Fridays. That's when the Malapert Smart Wrestling Podcast comes out. So uh, we're going to go through dynamite in detail today, Vlad. All right? Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Um yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can tell my excitement.
1: <laughs> Alright. So uh Jeff and Matt Hardy versus uh Austin and Colton Gunn. Uh cool entrance for the guns, I'll say. Decent match. There was interference. Uh I'm gonna skip about eight minutes into the match. Uh what is it? Uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson. They're the ones who came in and this leads to a gun victory. And then uh, there's an afterbirth as uh, they attack Matt Hardy. For no other reason other than they're just heels, I guess. Four on two beat down at this point. Ricky Starks, he's the guy who comes in, tries to save them, but uh, it's not enough. Um, it's four on one now, they're beating him down. FTR come out, still not enough. Four on three, crowd starts chanting for CM Punk, and out comes Punk. Uh, was not expecting him here on Dynamite, but okay. Right. Strange angle that, uh, you know, when, <laughs> when he's coming out, I'm like, who the fuck is that? For a second, I was like, what the hell? And then there, the commentators are like, it's Punk, oh my god. And, uh, okay, so this is finally enough to turn the tide. And, uh, in the end, uh, they run them off. I like the spot We're here where Punk is holding Juice's leg. <laughs> he's trying to yeah. get away. So they all escape. Um, oh, I, I also thought the Austin Gunn was pretty funny here, because uh, he's like helping Juice get out of there. Like he's, they're not really even close friends. So that was kind of cool. I guess I'll do a highlight on Juice Robinson's face here. <laughs> Punk uh, challenges them to uh, a four-on-four match on Collision. So not the worst four-on-four type of match, you know. At least got a beef still, and you know, as far as four-on-four matches go. This isn't that bad. So punk on dynamite, right? Vlad, were you expecting that or what?
0: No, I really wasn't expecting it. I, that was a surprise, and it was a pleasant surprise. And uh, you know, the match was what it was. It wasn't anything to write home about. But the stuff at the uh, the post match was quite interesting and kind of entertaining. You know, I you know, as far as if you could have multi man matches, this isn't the worst you could do. You know, kind of like. Last collision wasn't the worst six-man tag you could have, you know, or a trios match or whatever they want to call it. So this was a pleasant surprise. Obviously, the crowd was begging for Punk, and I felt like, nah, man, he ain't gonna be here because you know this is not his. This is not his show. <laughs> he's he's gonna be on Collision only. But no, that was a nice. Yeah.
1: surprise. I thought it was funny, too, and he was like, I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm I'm a collision guy, and Juice Robinson's like, I don't care which show. <laughs> who, the fuck, who the fuck cares? It's true. CM Punk with all his freaking drama, man. Drama queen. Now they got to have two different shows for these people just to, so they can't hang out together. Okay, whatever. I guess well, Omega and the bad. Bucks. Yeah, well, Omega and the Bucks weren't on this show, right? They they did, like, a pre tape segment backstage. Yeah. So I guess that's why he could be there. So they they probably told him like, hey, don't worry, they're not gonna be here today. So you can you can come. Don't worry about it. <laughs> anyways, let's move along. Uh, they review uh, Jeff Jarrett and Mark Briscoe's beef, which is a tall order to explain why these guys have been beefing it. But uh, anyways, seemed like they had a blow off on on Rampage on Friday, but nope, they're gonna have a concession stand brawl, old school old-school type of brawl here. Um, Mark Briscoe and Jeff Jarrett, he really just wants to kick Mark Briscoe's ass here. So uh, the referee uh, keeping them apart before they kill each other, which is kind of funny, because they're going to kill each other in a hardcore match, but the referee's like, no, wait, wait for the bell. (laughs) Um... I know you don't, you know, you think Jeff Jarrett's, you know, mostly been silly his whole career. You know, even this, this is extremely silly. Not his,
0: whole, not his whole career, not his whole career.
1: Yeah, TNA, he had a lot, he had some serious, more serious stuff in TNA. Yeah. But yeah. um, I will say the premise here is pretty hilarious that Jeff Jarrett has completely no regard for, you know, at most, Mark Briscoe's been a mostly sympathetic character since he started yeah. in, a W because of what happened to his brother, obviously, which is of really yeah. sad. So most people have been treating him really nice, and Jeff Jarrett's the one guy that's like <laughs> totally pissed off and doesn't give a fuck. So, okay, so they have a hardcore fight here. Let's go through some of it real quick. Uh, we got a, a trash can shot here. It got pretty hardcore. Here's uh, another one. We got um, we got mustard coming into play here. Never, I don't know if I've seen that before in wrestling. Um, let's see, the uh, paper plates, um, we got, uh, all, all the hot dogs, and, uh, <laughs> Mark Briscoe is beating down on Jeff Jarrett mercilessly, and a masked woman comes in and sprays ketchup all over Mark Briscoe's eyes, and it's Karen, and, uh, she shoves one of them con- concession stand girls. Which is hilarious. The other concession stand girl is over there helping clean Mark Briscoe's eyes. But okay, Um, so um, let me let me move along. Oh, Karen, yeah, Karen should have. She should have slapped her right there. She shouldn't have let. She shouldn't have let her wash his eyes out right there. See what is that? Get in there, Karen. Push her away. Why? Why is he? Why is she? Why is she doing that? Anyways, um, that was all she was good for. I guess that that plan with the ketchup didn't really work. So Mark Briscoe, he gets ready to drive uh, Jeff Jarrett through a table off the top of a ladder. And uh, another masked person appears. And this one is uh, Sanjay Dutt. And um, all this is pretty funny, too, because Jeff Jarrett on Collision said, this this match is going to have no interference. He said he was going <laughs> to do this all by himself. Uh, let's see. They worked their way into the arena here. And then uh, Jay Lethal comes out of the audience. So still more interference. <laughs> Wild match. I like this type of stuff personally. I don't know if you're rolling your eyes at all this, but, uh, three on one yeah. beat down. So they yeah. got, they, they got him, uh, dead to rights and then, uh, they want to choke, they want to drive him through one of these tables, but, uh, turns out Papa Briscoe is there and, uh, he chokeslams, uh, Jay Lethal through the table and he comes in. And, uh, cleans house <laughs> to ev- everyone. And he goes, uh, he goes to help, uh, Mark Briscoe get up and then, uh, Karen comes from behind and cracks him in the nether regions, as you would say. Um, yeah. ring, uh, the ring gets cleared. Where am I at here? Mark Briscoe's gonna take down Jeff Jarrett and then, uh, Satnam Singh shows up. So still yet again, more interference. <laughs> some match to go through. Uh let's see Saturnum choke slams uh Mark Briscoe, he's pretty huge. I look good. Um then like basically the whole roster comes out and uh ensures that this is a fair fight for Mark Briscoe. So again, uh with the theme that, you know, he's been a sympathetic character, babyface obviously, and right. uh, the the whole roster comes out, helps him out. Um Let's see. Penta. Penta was there. He was one of the guys. Super kick on Jeff Jarrett and then the schoolboy roll up and that's that. Oh. Um, <laughs> and everybody celebrates with um, Mark Briscoe. So, a fun match to me. What do you think, Vlad? Is this a mess or is this okay?
0: This is, uh, this is a mess. This is one of the most silliest things I've seen in AEW. <laughs> that's saying a lot. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Everything about it was absurd. The break <laughs> spot when they go to commercials is when a guy goes through the table from a ladder—that's the break spot on this match. Uh, it was just too convoluted, too ridiculous, too silly. That the old man, Papa Briscoe, choke slamming someone to a table—I mean, we're in fantasy land. We're in silliness of epic proportions. This is like Orange Cassidy-like silliness. This is really bad stuff. This is across the board really dumb and really bad and this is not this is not the type of wrestling that you can actually I'm not talking about like you can't have hardcore matches you can have hardcore matches but this is just stupid this is not what we're talking about when we have hardcore matches this is just this is utter nonsense okay and that's it that's all I got in that
1: (laughs) (laughs) well in addition the feud was horrible so I I guess I would say because of that That, that's not even
0: yeah that goes without saying that this was Whole, this whole thing was a disaster from the word go, but I'm just saying, like, a specific, this match, this was a, this, a silly, silly mess.
1: Yeah, but I don't mind silly messes as long as the feud makes sense. And this feud made little sense and was not very strong, so we're going to move along. But I did cover it there. You like how I did that or what?
0: <laughs> no, I didn't. I was waiting for you to <laughs> you covered it too, in, too, in too much detail. I didn't deserve that much coverage (laughs) all
1: right all right uh let's see bcc backstage interview um moxley says some stuff honestly i didn't really understand what he said
0: oh my god we were on the same page then because i was like what is this guy blubbering about
1: yeah later on i got it it? later on i figured out i finally figured out what he was saying because i
0: got to just that they challenging the elite to a five on five match at Forbidden Door. That much I got. But then I got confused because I was like, wait, don't they have aren't Omega and Danielson have have their own matches? i like, how are they gonna, I, I didn't get like who the five are, but I'm like, okay, I'll just watch and hopefully something will make sense. I think later it they did kind of make some sense. But yeah, this was this was um yeah, I just yeah, I didn't care about their promo at all. Like I just when I see Moxley and all those guys I kind of just space out a bit. It's not
1: interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, well, Danielson got a chance to speak. At, you know, after Moxley. You know, they got two the yes. stu- superstar guys here. They got to give them equal time. But yeah. uh, being sarcastic, by the way. Uh, if, uh, <laughs> if well, uh, yes. he he wants to know if Okada is going to come out, and challenge. You know, accept his that's challenge right. to show that's up. Right. And that's teased for later on in the show. So right. we're going to put that's that right. on hold.
0: That, that was actually relevant to the end of the show. So that, that's true. That should have been mentioned. Good, good.
1: Point. All right, let me move along. Um, I got Jericho and Sammy. Strange match. Strange booking here. Because uh, yeah. it looked like these two were going to be done being friends last week. But I guess Sammy has trouble standing up for himself is what the deal is here, right? And... I uh,
0: honestly don't know what the, like, you can't. I don't know what the deal is. I mean, I'm assuming... Sammy is going to turn on Jericho, uh, and in uh, their match, at I guess it's a, also for Bindor, right? They're having some sort of match with. Well, I mean, you will, we'll talk about that. That's,
2: yeah, you know,
0: we'll, that will be discussed. But yes, I'm. I'm assuming, that's my guess. If you're asking, just my general. Yeah. That, well, Minoru yeah, Suzuki
1: is their uh, tag team partner. It's a six-man. So. I mean,
0: I mean, I just want to say how. Terrible looks. You got this old Japanese guy, and you got this old-looking Chris Jericho, and Sammy's obviously okay-looking, but he's young. He's the you know. But you got these two old guys, and they're having this match, and I'm like, man, this looks just terrible on the screen. If I was like a, just a general fan, and I saw this, and I saw like, I would think this is like the retirement community wrestling or something. Like these two old guys just in the ring, not in good shape, in their in their fifties without their shirts on and they look like crap. You know, I'm like, ugh, oh, Jesus, I would turn <laughs> I would turn this shit off if I was um just like a fan that was trying to see if what the heck this AW thing is, you know. I would I would be like, oh my God, this is awful.
1: Well, um they they're fighting three guys here who, uh, you know, didn't look so bad. Action Andretti, yeah. Darius Martin and um But unfortunately Fox.
0: unfortunately I do watch this show and I know these three guys and they're all three are utterly Useless. <laughs> so, <laughs> this was terrible. I forwarded through this whole thing. I forwarded. I have to be honest. I, I'm,
1: I'm I'm skipping this too. I got it. I got it in my notes here that I'm I'm skipping this match. The premise yeah, yeah. basically is they they want they're kind of paying attention to Sammy and Jericho. If yeah. uh, they can work together as a team, or if there's dissension, like you know, kind of it appeared to be last week. The answer was a little bit of yes and a little bit of no. They kind of work together sometimes. Other times, not as much. But uh, they do get the win here as uh, Chris Jericho taps out um, Darius Martin. Uh, let me see. Renee is in the ring. She's going to interview them after the match. What does she ask? She asked Jericho how he felt about the whole Sting confrontation last week. Oh, we, we highlighted that on our YouTube page. Um, so, yes, Sting and Jericho. He said uh, it wasn't really a big deal him like it was for everyone else he said that sting is selfish that sting does everything for money call him a whore
0: <laughs> yes that was, that was the only thing i wrote from this whole d- nonsense that he was talking about that i laughed at that but yeah um
1: so he challenges sting and darby to find a partner to face him and sammy and minoru suzuki at forbidden door so that's gonna be the little the little New Japan part of this angle is Minoru Suzuki. That's right. what makes this a Forbidden Door match, I guess. But, okay. Uh, maybe, they'll, music...
0: maybe they'll get the Great Muda or something like that to complete the the Sting and Muda thing or something. I don't know. I'm just guessing at this point. I'm not, I, don't, I don't know.
1: Uh, let me see. Sting's music hits. Uh, Sting and Darby come out. Sting said it was a great moment last week, and he wants more time with Jericho. So he, he accepts the challenge, calls it a lame challenge. He says we accept your lame challenge and that they'll announce their partner on Collision. Lots of wrestling this weekend. It's going to be Rampage on Friday, Collision on Saturday, and uh, Forbidden Door on Sunday. <laughs> Anyways, let's move along. Um, yeah, please. They do a segment where uh, Tony and the guy from uh, who does YouTube interviews on AEW's web, YouTube, I don't know his name, but they're picking uh, names. Yeah, RJ City. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, they're picking names out of a what is that thing called? Um, a raffle thing or whatever.
0: Uh, yeah, raffle. Like a, yeah, like a raffle. I, I mean, what the heck, You're right. I don't know what they call it. I, think I don't it's know what they raffle.
1: call it. The thing where they spin it around and you know, yeah, it, it mixes the yeah. names up. So uh, yeah. they're picking names out for this blind eliminator tag tournament. They call it, and uh, I guess it's it's teams that are just going to be random, randomly picked, and they're going to get a title shot. That's the point of this. And they pick two names out, and they're like, oh, my God, this is incredible. You guys are not going to believe this, which I thought was so stupid at the time. But this is going to come back later in the show, and it's we'll, we'll hold on to this. Let's put a pause on this one, and we'll get we'll come back to it. I, you know where it comes back. But for right now, I wasn't really caring about it, but it did come back in a significant way later on. Um Backstage, elite, except Blackpool Combat Club's challenge for five-on-five five at the Forbidden Door. So they understood what Moxley was saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kingston. Somebody, King,
0: somebody had to.
1: Well, Omega can't be in that match because he's right. in the, a match with Will Ospreay. So Kingston says he'll do it and that he'll find the fifth guy. And he's like, I'll, I'll announce it later on or whatever. So these yeah. guys don't really like each other, but uh, as he'll mention later on that he... He's in this feud because he doesn't like Claudio, I guess. So let's move I along mean, from that. Or unless unless you got something to say. Well, just real
0: quick. Well, actually, you know what? I'll save it when Kingston comes out. Uh, I'll save it when Kingston comes out because I have something to say about Kingston.
1: But that's okay. But, yeah. All right. Let's move along then. Move along. Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole comes out. Um, he says he wants a rematch because um, he didn't lose calls MJF a coward for not accepting the request for five extra minutes. I mean, come on, that was an outlandish request. Who the fuck was going to accept that? Uh, MJF comes out to respond. He uh, does his usual, um, calls the audience poor. But he did put Adam Cole over, saying that Adam Cole uh, came out like the old Adam Cole, but uh, he said he's worried about him, that he took a lot of blows to the head, that Adam Cole even lost track of time. And that's why he doesn't want to give him another match, because he's worried that he's going to get seriously hurt. And MJF said that if he had more time in that last match, he, he almost had Adam Cole. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, so he refuses the challenge in the end. Right. Adam, Adam Cole does a K-Han here, and he's like, uh, all right, that's cool. How about I just kick your ass then? You know, <laughs> which I felt that. It's like, dude, sometimes you just want to kick somebody's ass, but it's, uh, it's illegal. Anyways, hey. Shivani interjects. Shivani comes in. Nobody wants to hear from Shivani, but he, he needs to relay the, the announcement of who ended up the names in that blind eliminator tag, uh, tournament that they just drew. And it was obviously Adam Cole and MJF. Okay. Very convenient for the storyline, right? Um, yeah. So they both freak out. Um, Cole doesn't want to team with MJF. MJF freaks out just because he has to wrestle more. He's like, what, do you want me to wrestle every day now? Calls everyone sick perverts for wanting to watch him wrestle. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, they bicker for a bit, and then, uh, Tanahashi shows up. Tanahashi shows up on the big screen, calls MJF a coward for not accepting his challenge last week, and he dares him to show up to Forbidden Door. He dares him. Um... MJF is going to refuse again, and uh, he calls New Japan a dog and pony show. And then Adam Cole once again tricks MJF into accepting another match, pointing out that, you know, you're trying not to, to prove that you're not a coward and that uh, maybe he thinks Tanahashi was better than him, and that made MJF freak out and be like, all right, I'll prove it to you that uh, I'm not I'm better than him. And he finally accepts the match at Forbidden Door. So he will be at Forbidden Door, and uh, Adam Cole, uh, his new tag team partner, wishes him good luck and kind of smirks on his way out that he tricked him, and MJF is left thinking, what the hell just happened? What did I just do? So Adam Cole once again gets over at the uh, expense of MJF, um, not including, not that's not including the first match that they had a really good match. This, th- like I mentioned earlier, this is a good rub. He's doing his best for Adam Cole here. Um, I think he's really doing doing a service for him. All right, Vlad, time to hear your opinion. Let's put the camera on you, make you the spotlight here. Um, the star of, of this. No, I mean, this was okay. Give us your thoughts.
0: Was, I mean, this was okay. This was, you know, there was a couple of issues I had. I mean, um,
1: what do you think was- of the, them being partners now as a tag partnership? Is that silly or what?
0: Yeah, of course it's silly. But, I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but obviously it's pretty improbable that they would pull their two names of all the wrestlers uh, in the company. We're talking about, like, we, we know there's, like, over 200 wrestlers in this company or, or just about, if not more. They pull the two guys that are currently in a kind of, you know, that they're in the feud, basically, to be tag partners for the tag team I mean, right, the winners get, like, what is it? The winners get, I don't even know what it is. It's for the tag team, ter- it's like a tournament or something? The, the winners get team.
1: a title shot, yeah. a tag title shot. So, you know, MJF yes. should should want to do that. But no, he doesn't want to dip his feet into the tag team division. He wants, yeah. he's the world champion. So, I mean, obviously, in... I
0: thought this was silly. I mean, overall, the, the, the promo was okay. Um, then the Japanese guy, what did you say his name was, Tanahashi?
1: Tanahashi, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about him. I did not really understand what he was saying. The thing that they have captions uh, on the screen—it was—it wasn't really much of anything that I could really cared about. I was actually hoping that this match wouldn't happen, but it looks like it's going to happen for Bendor. I was hoping MJF wouldn't be it for Bendor, but he looks like he will be it for Bindur, uh, and fighting this guy. And it is what it is. I mean, I'm kind of—I mean, I'm slightly interested in the stuff with Cole, but that's mostly because of MJF. Not so much about Cole, but I have very little interest in his this fight with Tanahashi. But because it's MGF, I might have to at least give it a look. So there's like a few, like, like a handful of matches on this card that now I might have to look and see what happened on and and see what kind of quality the matches are. But which is, I was hoping that MGF would not be part of the show because he's in the past he's not wanted to be part of. But maybe now that he's the world champion, he has there's more of a responsibility to appear. On yeah,
1: well, I don't quite agree with them. I think some of these guys are, are decent workers. Pretty, actually, great workers. But and Is uh, that
0: the point? Like, I don't... Is that... You know, I'm, I'm not saying they're not bad workers. I can't say they're good workers or they're bad workers. I don't know enough about them to say that they're good workers. That's not even the point. The point is, wh- why is you, this you in the middle to,
1: of- You want this to be a coherent feud and angle, you know, and, and, all, and the whole nine yards. Oh, well, there's no feud here. It Tanahashi just wants a title shot, and it's going to be like a, a, a yeah, I get an it. interesting I get dream match, I guess.
0: I, I, don't, I, I couldn't say because I don't know who Tanahashi is. So if it's a dream match to some, I, I, I hopefully it ends up being what they wanted. But me, I'm not. I'm not very interested in this. So, but I, you know, not not that I won't check it out. I'll check it out. But uh, as far as being on dynamite and being part of this segment, meh, whatever. Who cares? It's kind of what I. I, I got the feeling that I get when I watch it, you know, but the stuff with Cole could be interesting. And um, that's really what I take away from this whole thing is what's going to happen with Cole and MJF and how, how much work does MJF have to do to try to, try to get Cole over uh, and make him a legit uh, competition for him. will be interesting.
1: All right, let's move along. Uh, we got let's the uh, Owen Hardcup brackets. It's not very clear here on this screen. But uh, I will uh, say that it looks like Punk and um, Joe in the semis. I don't know if you noticed that on the left hand of the bracket there. Punk If and they Joe, win their,
0: match, they, they they win their
1: matches, they'll be fighting each other in the semis. Yes, so I thought right. that was interesting. Uh, on the women's side, uh, also hard to see here, but the semis seem like it would be Athena and Willow, which is the ROH champion and the New Japan champion, and then mm. Sky Blue and Britt Baker on the other side if they win their matches. So... Interesting matchups. Um, okay. See what happens there. Um, Punk and Joe is going to be an interesting one. Let's move on to uh, what everybody's waiting for here. Uh, Orange Cassidy, baby. He's teaming with uh, Shibata uh, from New Japan. Who's I just want to a- say
0: before you continue, real quick, real quick. I, I, I had a feeling it was this because my notes said, I'm not going to talk about this next segment, F this. So yeah. I don't even, I couldn't remember what it was as I was reading, but now as soon as you said Orin Cassidy, it, it it all clicked, like it all clicked right in my brain why I did not want to talk about this and why I even said fuck this, you know.
1: All right. Well, I got a bunch of notes on it. You mind if I go through it or what?
0: You can go through it, man. I actually want to hear what you have to say about this.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. So they showed a highlight of uh, last November. Mm-hmm. when Orange Cassidy defended the international title against Shibata on Rampage. So I had no idea, totally forgot, might have not even seen it. But anyways, that's how they kind of got mutual respect for each other. And, yeah. uh, you know, that happens to Orange Cassidy from time to time. So yeah,
0: everyone, uh, everyone respects him.
1: Daniel Garcia comes in. He's the opponent. That's my guy also. And he's teaming yeah. with uh, Zack Sabre Jr., the current New Japan Pro Wrestling television champion. So Daniel Garcia is the only guy in this match here without a belt. Mm-hmm. That's
0: a, that, is, that is kind of amazing with the amount of belts in this company. <laughs> I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't find one for Daniel Garcia. Just give him a belt, for God's sakes. Anything. Call it whatever.
1: <laughs> well, Shibata has his belt. The, the pure title. <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay. Shibata and Zack Sabre Jr. start out in the ring. With some classic grappling. This incurs a holy shit chant from the crowd from the new Japan marks in the audience. So um things got a little testy uh here and it looks like uh, Orange Cassidy had to come in and defend his friend. See? He does uh, care about some things, you know? He's a good friend. He's a really good friend, Orange Cassidy I see. I see. Um he'll yeah. so he'll get fired up for some things. So uh Orange Cassidy here with uh with an undertaker slash Lance Archer. Um mm. rope walk. Um let me move along. Some, these are just some highlights I, I highlighted from the match. We got <laughs> Orange, Daniel Garcia, the, showing up Orange Cassidy here, unfortunately, very disrespectful, doing his Daniel Garcia dance in Orange Cassidy's face. Um, back to, uh, Zach Sabre Jr. and Shibata. Very, the, the dichotomy of this match. Some very serious wrestling, and then when Orange Cassidy gets in, you know, obviously not as much. Um, Okay, Daniel, the Daniel Garcia dance, Vlad. You've been waiting to see this. You've been waiting to see this, right? Daniel, Garcia, was... or, Orange Cassidy not the only guy who can show people up. You see, or, Daniel Garcia can also <laughs> make people feel uncomfortable. <laughs> but this is the famous Daniel Garcia dance that I've been talking about. Very good dancer. Good dancer. Anyways, moving looks
0: along. Looks like
1: he's having a seizure. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he's having a fit. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't look doesn't look like good dancing to. You. <laughs> he's moving his hip. he's moving his hips, you know? He's got good it Looks like he's having a stroke. Help <laughs> <I> him. <hope> <laughs> Call 911. All right. So Orange Cassidy's hands goes in his pockets here and okay. let's analyze the work with his hands in his pockets. Okay, up kick. So and yeah. then uh but drop okay, kick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. Zack Sabre Jr. gets tagged in the face here. We he must really tagged. need
0: the views to get to... Ha- that we're, that we're t- talking 10 minutes about this insanely <laughs> stupid match.
1: Well, we're, uh, well, Sabre Jr. and Orange Cassie, look at this. Obvious size advantage for Zack Sabre Jr. He's ready for his mind games. Okay, but we are Malapert's Marks here. I got to talk about some awkward wrestling. So I don't know what's going on here. They don't really know what the fuck they're doing either. It's like... I don't know, they were not on the same page. They don't uh, They don't work together or something. It was like they really didn't know what, what they were doing. So that's some slight criticism. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's a tag. So look at this. They're really going to abuse the five-second count here. I'll count here. Tag. 1, 2, 3, 4, 13, 14, 15, 16. What about Shibata? Come on, help him. Okay, so that buried Shibata. That buried the ref. The ref that they, you know, put over last week. No, it's Remsburg. It's Remsburg. So they put him over last week, took the dynamite ring from MJF, but this week he can't control a tag match. So there's a little more criticism. Um, After a few minutes, uh, so he finesses um, Slumdog Millionaire on Zack Sabre Jr., and he gets the hot tag to Shibata. Although, uh, I don't know why Daniel Garcia didn't just, you know, stop him from doing that tag if they're not going to enforce, you know, five counts or anything. Uh Here's some fake forearms, I thought. I don't know. Kind of bad. The women do better forearms than that. I don't know whose who's fault it is there. S- Sabre Jr. should be selling better, right? I think?
0: Um, I have to I I, I I would guess. But, I mean, you would think. If this guy's a legit Japanese wrestler, he should be able to throw something better than I. Don't, I mean, I. I mean, I think he's.
1: That. I think he's throwing the forearms well. It's Sabre Junior's not moving his head. You know, he's just like kind of just taking it. So okay,
0: um, maybe maybe I would have to see it a little closer. But you're maybe you're right that he's maybe not being sold as well. I've
1: never know. seen this. This is a little neck twist on the floor. I don't know. Maybe you've seen this, but you know that's how he broke up the count there. Um, anyways. Uh, Garcia and Shibata were putting in some decent work here. Um, They worked worked well together, I felt. And the finish, let's move on to the finish. The finish comes when Orange Cassidy nails his own partner with the Orange Punch by accident. And Sabre Jr. keeps Orange Cassidy at bay for the 1-2-3. So it's an Orange Cassidy loss, okay? For everyone out there who keeps complaining that he's booked too strong, here's a loss. You happy? Um... So we get an announcement after this that he will be defending the international title against these three same guys at the Forbidden Door. So this is going to be a yeah. fatal four-way, and that's going like to be a
0: ten-hour a... show. I mean, there's like <laughs> there just 50 matches they keep adding to this card.
1: Yes, yes, it's going to be a lo- a ten-hour show. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what this means when Shib- uh, Shibata covers his mouth here. You see? He's like, he doesn't want to let go of the title. What does that mean? Does that mean, like, you know, no more talking? or that I I don't know. And look at that. That was kind of Orange Cassidy's first time I really seen him get pissed off. So they were, like, supposed to be friends, and he kind of felt disrespected by someone he thought was going to be a friend and got mad, pulled his belt away, and left. So never seen Orange Cassidy pissed off, but his homie kind of disrespected him. Anyways, that's uh, the summary of Orange Cassidy's segment. So now that you... Now that you can't say you haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> now, now I can't unsee it. Thank you.
1: All right, moving on. Uh, Alex Marvez finds Will Osprey in the back. And yeah, uh, what happens Mar- here?
0: I was hoping Marvez was gone. He was so, he again sounded like such an idiot out there. Oh, I've been waiting here to catch this amazing
1: interview situation. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I've been waiting for all day. I know. <laughs> He's got to be related to somebody in the company. Like <laughs> you know how family gets you work, I guess. I, I don't it, but... know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, Osprey. Um, he asks him why he's been t- about how he's been talking crap to about Canadians and uh, Osprey and Omega is coming up in Canada. And Osprey right. says that people have been threatening to attack him at the airport and that AEW needs to hire security for him. And then Don Callis enters, says uh, this is because uh, Omega has been enticing violence, and he offers. Osprey, his own private security, says that uh, he wants nothing in return just for Osprey to beat Omega. So, Don Callis' appearance, I'm a fan of his. Nothing really, not a really an incredible segment here, but okay. You got any thoughts about this? You want me to move on? Let's move on. Pre-taped interview here, Tony Storm versus Willow is going to be at Forbidden Door also. I guess Willow is <laughs> the New Japan champion, but this is for the AEW title. Yeah. Okay. Um, Moving along, of Valkyrie versus uh, Chris Statlander for the TBS title. There weren't many matches on this card, so I guess I had to make notes on this match. So I'll give a couple of notes. Ty is looking like she's a heel now, so she yeah. says that she wore down Jade for Statlander to sneak in and take the title. So that's why she's pissed off, and this is her chance to win it back. Uh, I thought they started off well. You know, they're kind of a hard-hitting match, but... Um, I have to point out a couple of moments where things do go wrong. So um, I don't like this uh, this low bridge, this this spot where they just hold the ropes down and people like fly through it. Sometimes it looks terribly fake. And then uh, also here's uh what is this a moonsault that was supposed to like kind of go into a neckbreaker, but
0: that move I even wrote down. I didn't write much for this match, but that move right there is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. Could have killed her herself and, and, and crippled her opponent at the same time. I I don't know who the hell told her to do that move, but if, if I was, if this was the old days, uh, there would have been huge issues after a move like that, so let's just put it that way.
1: Yeah, a very <laughs> ambitious move. I don't know. Too ambitious. Don't, I, I don't really need know to know go there. I that
0: was supposed to do. It didn't do anything. It was just a stupid move that was supposed to look cool or something, but no, nah, somebody has to tell her to stop doing something like that. She can't She can't do those typical Well, she's gonna get herself hurt, or 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 hurt someone else pretty bad.
1: Yeah, uh, a move
0: like that. That's the only really note I wrote on the match because otherwise it was it was okay. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't anything great to write about, but that that for some reason that stuck out, and I did make a note of that that move.
1: Yeah, I agree. Other than that move, and you know, a little bit of other things, I thought they did okay. But um, I like the attitude and charisma from Taya. you know, some of their moves landed. I don't want to say it was all bad. Uh, no, let me see. 135, 10. Hold on. This, this looks, this look good right there. Let me see. 37. This was impressive. Picking up, uh, Ty of Valkyrie. She's not a, not a small girl. So, Statlander's pretty strong. Um, yeah. let me see. I wrote down here. I don't, I don't like this move. See, I don't like when there's obvious cooperation. She's got to like, you know, it's, it, uh, it's like, uh, Jay Cargill's finishing move, you know. I just don't like moves like that. I don't know. doesn't doesn't rub me the right way. It looks like there's obvious cooperation there. Um, I hear you. Skipping ahead, skipping to the end. After a top rope superplex, Statlander hits Taya with her finishing move, and she goes over. I thought they did fine. Okay, let's move along. Uh, there's only seven minutes left on this show here, and they promised us Eddie Kingston and a Danielson Okada. Uh, showdown so I was like how are they going to squeeze all that in but okay um, Kingston is talking about uh, he doesn't like the Bucks but he's teaming with them because he doesn't like Claudio even more and Mox is his friend and uh, but the, Moxley is his friend so they're going to talk about this now this is when Moxley comes out so Moxley comes in from the audience and uh, they face off in the ring him and Kingston old friends and Kingston, uh, Mox says, Kingston has been drawing is drawing a line here. And he says he has to fight anybody who's on the other side. And Kingston says, you drew the line when you started hanging out with that scumbag. <laughs> you drew the line. You drew the line when you started hanging out with that scumbag. What did Claudio do to him? Why does he not like him so much?
0: You, you know, that's okay. a couple things here. First of all, Eddie Kingston is so ridiculously out of shape that it's, it's laughable at this point. I mean, he was in worse shape than he's ever been in his, in his career. So he wobbles out. He, at least I think he made a joke that he's been eating ice cream or something. I thought he was wrestling a ring of honor. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know where he's been, but I thought he, he said he's been hurting. He's been eating ice cream or something. And I'm like, well, yeah, I could believe that because that, you look like shit. You look like literal shit. <laughs> you know, there's a reason this guy has never made it anywhere but now I can see why now he, he but god like, his
1: promo was so good and him you know talking to Moxley Moxley listens to him and he's like every time with this and he goes Kingston goes every time what? Say it dude he's such a good talker but you're right he looks awesome I
0: I, I I will say yes but I don't understand like well, well yeah then Moxley didn't say much after that like he really didn't say anything but I, I don't really understand the point of like how he why he hates Claudio. I mean, I guess uh, last week Robert said something about like some feud that they had in some independent company that I don't even know anything about because in AEW they were actually teaming together uh, prior to Kingston uh, going away or wherever he went, you know, prior to Kingston's problems backstage or going to Ring of Honor or wherever he, you could find Eddie Kingston nowadays. Um, I remember them teaming together, like him and Moxley and 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 Claudio and and Wheeler right I think we're actually t- so it makes no sense now that he's he hates him so much that he's gonna be with the Bucks it's like doesn't even make any iota of sense okay but um, yeah I mean Eddie is a good talker he did, I you know I will admit that and I think that's the way he should be used I don't think he should be used as a wrestler I've always said that he should be used like as a manager talker type that's where he's best suited for at this point I didn't really understand. Like I don't even understand the beef. I don't understand the whole situation. So, yeah. I. Uh, oh, and then and then the best part is he announces um, the fifth guy, and it's another fat guy, another fat. But this this time it's a fat Japanese guy. Here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> here, here he wobbles
1: out. <laughs> ishii. 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 Yeah. Ishii. Anyways, let let me yeah. go through the end of the show here, and Please. then we'll comment Please. about. Oh, this whole Wait. thing. So Blackpool Combat Club come out to yeah. attack them too. Um, yeah. Danielson gets on the mic and he says, uh, Okada, you better come out here or he's gonna bash Ishii's She East facing. Which I'm like, is are they even friends? Does would Okada even care, I guess? But the Rainmaker's music hits cool. and this is what Robert's been waiting for. And yeah. uh, Okada comes out in a in a T shirt. I can already see Cornette saying, like, Oh god, t-shirt. Doesn't look like a star, right? Why are you wearing a t-shirt? You gotta have some kind of outfit or something. I don't know. So, his music hits, they face off. This is a dream come true. Everyone in the crowd is, you know, finishing in their pants, and uh, <laughs> Yuta, Wheeler Yuta comes out to double team, and uh, let's see if we can get this on. There it goes. This looked terrible. I don't know if he was, like, trying to be careful with Okada, because it's such a big star or something, but he looked like he was, like, kind of touching him with a feather. Anyways, Okada ends up uh, escaping, and uh, he attempts the Rainmaker on Danielson, but uh, Danielson gets away, and then he ends up doing it to um, Wheeler Yuta to end the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's that. I know you're not an Okada guy, you're not a New Japan guy, this is kind of a dead spot in the year for you sort of thing. For um, yeah. for, But, you know... Um, for what it was, you know, what do you think? It's a thrown-together feud. They just want to fight. They have no title on the line or anything. They're going to be good good wrestlers, good workers, and um, I don't know. Got any thoughts on the ending here?
0: Um, not particularly. I mean, like I said, the first half of the thing was whatever with Kingston, and then when they were beating him up. I mean, obviously it also didn't make sense story-wise why the Elite weren't there to back up and fight the blackpool combat club you know it didn't really make sense outside of the fact that you know we know why because you know because they didn't want to be around punk i guess i don't know which is is insane i mean uh, talking about just being complete losers and pathetic uh it's these guys you know but anyways um yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting. With I mean, with Okada and Danielson going to be a good match. I think everybody's expecting it to be, and I expect it to be as well. I mean, I think Okada, from what I've seen, the little I've really not seen it much of New Japan or Japanese wrestling, but from what I've seen, Okada is probably the best of the bunch, and he's he should have a really good match with Danielson, who is, despite the fact that he is prone to being in bad booking, uh, is still one of the great workers of of the modern era. So. I expect this to be very good.
1: All right, Vlad. Well, we got through that. Show started off rough, but, you know, I think our Dynamite review was pretty good. I think I could get some clips out of there, put on the internet.
0: Yeah, Yeah. unfortunately, there were some technical issues.
1: Uh, I'll try to clean it up as best as I could. Still, anyways, we're like Raw. We get the show. We do, we do the show. Rain yeah. or sleet or snow. If I was, you know... If I was homeless and I was, you know, sleeping on the sidewalk, I would still put an audio recorder on and tell the people what I thought of Dynamite. All right, Vlad. Well, now is that time we, of the show where well, we, we give, give our first. final grades? We're still we still think Dynamite. I mean, Dynamite's more worth more reviewing, worth our time because, you know, there was really nothing bad about Collision. There was nothing to bash on. You know, we need something to bash on. <laughs>
2: well, no,
0: uh well, yes. It's it's nice to bash on Dynamite. No, but I think <laughs> I'll have a better opinion of Collision maybe as it goes and like I said I'm kind of torn about the time and it's a Saturday you know I'm not used to having Saturday wrestling like that um, you know it's just another show and I mean it's I do think it's better overall but you know we'll see I think maybe I'll have a better idea of what Collision's going to be but if you want I could give my grade for Dynamite um, hell yeah this was pretty bad. It was a pretty terrible show. I'm going to be nice because there was a couple MJF moments and a couple other things that were okay. like semi okay. I can't really f- think what those moments are at the top of my head, but I'll give it like a C minus. Like a C minus. But this was a very bad show. This was very very bad.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of what was actually worth watching. There wasn't really a match yeah. that was worth a damn on this show. No. I mean, I mean we had MJF and Adam Cole yeah. We had um the main event, which was not, not that interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, get... the main event was well yeah, I guess it was the stuff with Kingston and or the main event I mean if you want to say the main event was Valkyrie versus Statlander, but
1: Yeah. I mean, okay. So I'll I'll give it a yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll have to give it a C minus too. I don't know. It wasn't that interesting. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't that fun. It was like work. Me taking notes yeah. on this was like it was like a little bit of work. Yeah, but,
0: uh, I... It was tough to. Watch. This was a tough get to, you know, having to stop it and then write some something down. And at some point, like towards the end, I just gave up and and like, nah, you know, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it at this point.
1: <laughs> it wasn't you that know, type of close. show. You know, I notice we get more views on our on our videos when the show is actually kind of good. Like when there's yeah. something to, when there's something to talk about, you know, then people kind of want to hear what we what we think about it. But well, if it it's sense. just like lame, you know, stuff. But anyways, lad, we've already an hour and 22 minutes in. I was hoping to make the shows a little shorter, but uh, we did have some technical difficulties. But I always appreciate you coming on, man.
0: Not Um, a problem, not a problem.
1: All right, dude. If you got anything else to say, this is your platform. You want to tell the world something? You want to tell the world to go fuck themselves or whatever? (laughs) I'm
0: going to quote Vince McMahon and say, life sucks and then you die.
1: There you go. There you go. Yeah. But come on, think, we uh, gotta have a career, we gotta have a good time sometimes,
0: man. Positive thing. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I me. Mean, well, with wrestling, you know, there's a lot of wrestling um, right now going on. I think there's a little too much. Um, you know, I I don't know. if I'm gonna be able to keep up with all this stuff. I don't know if I, you know, if I want to watch that much wrestling uh, and be invested in that much wrestling. It takes too much time, and I'd rather not. I, I think there's other things that I could be doing or. or, or or watching, even. If I'm going to be watching stuff, then all this wrestling... Well, you maybe know, you
1: could it's... save Collision for Monday and don't watch <laughs> Raw. Just forget about... Raw, we could get highlights from their WWE's YouTube to you know. see what was the most important thing. And then watch... uh, you could watch Collision instead of that, I guess. I don't know.
0: I I could save uh, Collision for, like, yeah, maybe, like, like Sunday morning or something. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that, you know... Sunday morning wrestling. Okay, Sunday I need morning. more
1: wrestling. I don't know what you're talking about. I need more. I I need. i I just leave wrestling on all the time. So you, I need so
0: more. You, you you don't have enough. You don't. I don't have enough.
1: enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm like Impact. Be. Like when Impact is done, I'm like, shit. I got nothing now. What the fuck do I do? And then, <laughs> you know,
2: well, I'm
0: definitely not in that boat. I don't want to watch that much. Of it. I have to be honest. I I I feel. Like, we really have way more than enough. We have a three-hour Raw, which obviously I don't watch three hours, but you know what I mean. Two hours of SmackDown, obviously I don't watch two hours, but again, you know, it's there. Two hours now of of Dynamite. Now the new show with Collision, that's another two hours. And if you're watching Rampage, that's another hour. So that's, I mean, obviously a lot of people are not watching Rampage, but, and nor should they. I mean, it's Rampage, for God's sakes, but um, that is a lot of wrestling. That is. Ton of wrestling. It's a crazy amount. That's ten hours of of wrestling.
1: Uh, Come on, Vlad. You're good at forwarding. Just hit that well, button yeah. faster, faster,
0: faster. Yeah, but <laughs> I, if exactly. Uh, if there's something actually interesting going on, it be you know that'd be one I thing. Could, but I
1: could forward so fast. Watch this. <laughs> when I have it, when I have it on, like I could literally just skip like ten minutes in like a second. Look. But if but. <laughs> Part
0: of me is, like, if I'm forwarding this much of the show, what is the point of me actually watching this wrestling
1: show? Well, it's always been this way, man. Like, Stone Cold, you know, when, when we were waiting for Stone Cold to stomp on Vince McMahon, we had to sit through right. Goldust and, Mar- you guess. know, know. It, was, and... it
0: wasn't bad when we were, maybe when we were kids. I'd have to go back Godfather.
1: and watch it. Godfather. You... I just
0: know that when I was watching some of the, when I was watching some of the old stuff back, like, prior to, like, you know, the stuff with, like, Bret Hart and Stone Cold and and... and, and... And even Shawn Michaels, like, those shows were pretty good. They were, you know, they were... But at that time, though, they only had, like, a two-hour show. So, it was only Raw. It was before SmackDown. So, you know, I don't know. I I guess I like it better that way. The shows were just better, and, and things worked better that to me. But whatever, man. We'll just see what happens. I'll give it my best opportunity.
1: Uh, Maybe the government it. should step in and force yeah. these companies to not, like, put a limit on their hours per week. Like, three hours per week, not seven hours per week, you know, like, well, yeah. ten hours I mean, per I week.
0: Would, I would love that, of course. Like, like everyone
1: are, everyone is losing their ass, everyone's becoming homeless because they're losing their jobs because they can't show up to work because they just got to catch up on wrestling non-stop. And then everyone yeah. who's <laughs> at work is watching wrestling the whole time on their phone because that's the only way to keep up with it. <laughs> Nobody's
0: this, isn't, this is not a problem that's happening nobody that was watches. me,
1: I was at work today trying to keep, you know, write down time codes, you know, for, for my show today yeah, but so. you're, in
0: the, you're definitely in the minority, there's nobody watching this stuff, Kevin. I mean, not enough people, are, I shouldn't say no one people are watching this, but it's not a lot of people are watching this
1: alright you know, Vlad, well listen, let's go to bed we'll talk yes. more tomorrow, I'll put the show out I'll try to edit out the horribleness from earlier in the show, but thank you so much uh, let me know what you're doing tomorrow if you want to kick it or something
0: All right, dude. Let's talk tomorrow. All
1: right, dude. Later. Peace.
0: Bye.